You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel. Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekweme. There is an African proverb that says, A man who cannot think cannot possibly thank. I want to give you 120 seconds to just contemplate and think about the many goodness of the Lord in your life. You slept many nights like a dead man, but He woke you up in the morning. Not the alarm clock. Jesus woke you up. The number of times your heart was beating, no aid, no medical apparatus, no nurse, no paramedic, just Jesus. You breathe in and out, no bill for oxygen. No, no, not out of breath, just Jesus. You went to the shower, you turned the tap on yourself, no aid. Water came down, you bathed yourself. Oh boy, that's a miracle. Can we thank him? We think of what is yet to be done, but let's think of what is done. Yes, 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 yes. Let praise rise up this hour from this house. Ay, ay, yeah. We have not come to murmur or complain, but to thank him. Yes. Strengthen that which remains. Thank him for what is remaining. Some loss may be, but remember, you did not lose everything. Wow. Save the ashes. There will be beauty. I hear restoration as a blessing. <laughs> what, what do you call loss? Get ready for restoration. Father, we are so grateful. We love on you because you first loved us accept our heartfelt worship and thanksgiving this morning in the name of the lord jesus christ it's a good place to clap and celebrate jesus come on as a celebrate jesus hallelujah thank you house of judah whilst you're still standing please turn very quickly to john 15 have a brief word to encourage you this beautiful Sunday and we'll have another session to praise our God John 15 John 15 1 to 8 shall we read together as a family I am the true vine and my father is the husband man every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purged it that it may bring forth more fruit now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can you except you abide in me 
I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples, fruitful on the vine. Our Father, we thank you for the awesome privilege to be connected to you and with you in the place of covenant because you first loved us and you chose us. We're grateful. This hour we yield ourselves again as branches on the vine, as instruments to bear fruit here on the earth. We give you the praise and the glory, our Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. You may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. Fruitful on the vine. There is nothing as awkward as to see a plant that is designed to bear fruit, lack fruit. As a matter of fact, on a particular day, Jesus saw a vine that was supposed, or fig tree, I beg your pardon, had come to the season of bearing forth fruit, but didn't have fruit, and he cursed that fig tree because it was designed to be productive and to be fruitful. From the text we read this particular morning, we see that God has designed us as believers to bear forth fruit. As a matter of fact, it is second nature or natural for every believer to bear fruit. Just as a fish in water, a bird in air, our natural habitat as believers is to be fruitful. One of the fruits the Bible speaks about that believers are to bear are the fruit of the spirit. We're going to Galatians 5. Apostle Paul begins to compare or contrast two things. One, the works of the flesh and begins to contrast it with the fruit of the spirit. We find that for you to be a fruit, you need to be healthy. You can operate a gift without necessarily being healthy because a gift is that which is given to you and really, truly, you don't add or contribute to the working of the gift. So we have the several gifts of the spirit that God lavishes to the body of Christ and through the body of Christ. But the fruit of the spirit require believers to be involved in growing up in the place of maturity. So that speaks of growth and maturity. Galatians 5, 22 to 24 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, is love, is love. So love really is the mother of all the other mentioned fruits of the spirit. For the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. 
against such there is no law and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lost hallelujah so you find that growth or progress is the natural environment or habitat for a believer the child of God is designed by God is intended by God to experience growth Bible declares in Proverbs 4 18 that the path of a just man shines brighter and the brighter continually even unto the day of perfection. So God's design and blueprint for your life is that with every passing day, your life is becoming more beautiful, more colorful, more exciting, more adventurous. If that is the case, then you can assure yourself that your best days are not behind you. In spite of how good the past has been, your better days and your best days have got to be in front of you as a believer. Whilst in our economy like this, people speak of the good old days in the 60s, the 70s, when they speak of the, uh, the booming economy. Well, that may be a nation, but as far as believers are concerned, there can be no better past. No, no. The path of a just man has got to shine brighter and brighter and brighter even to the day of perfection. Like the young man testified that in the month of March that God has already visited him and he knows that God has much more between now and the end of the year. I want to declare to you, beloved, that the month of April is coming to an end, but there's still eight glorious months for God to do exactly what he said he would do in your life. If you believe that, shout a big, big amen. And that's why we must, as believers, contend against stagnation and stagnancy. We must fight it. We must wrestle with it because it's not God's best, not God's will for your life. To go around the circles, to see the same picture, the same image, like the children of Israel went around the, the city for so long and they saw the same image. God said, hey, you, you've been around this mountain for too long. It's time for you to go forward and possess the possession I have already made available for you. So I declare to you, beloved, it is time for you and for me to go forward to possess that which God has already reserved for us in this year in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the realm of the spirit, there are, there are no neutral grounds. You're either progressing or you're retrogressing. You're either going forward or you're going backward. You're either advancing or you're retreating. That's why we must contend for progress and contend for spiritual growth and contend for advancement and fruitfulness. And we can because we are the branch planted in the vine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whilst we contend for growth, we must also resist stagnancy and stagnation. The Bible declares in Romans 8, 19, that the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. So the world is waiting not for children to show up. <laughs> the world is waiting for the sons to emerge. And we're born again as children of God. But we should remain as children. We should strive for growth for progress and development. Romans 8.29 says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might 
be the firstborn among many brethren. So the purpose or the intent of you coming into the body of Christ to be a child of God is largely for you to grow to conform to the exact image and replica of Jesus. <laughs> to the point that Jesus is emerged here on the earth. So the world is waiting for sons to emerge with the authority of rulership and the authority of sonship. And I believe that God is raising this house as a sonship army in the nation. A, a people who are not just about their own desires but their intent on seeing the very will the very heart the very counsel and the very mandate of god to be wrought in that day in their generation a people who are intent on seeing the face of god seeing the glory of god beyond and over just his hand because he who sees his hand uh, may not see his face. But he who sees and encounters his face will of necessity will not miss his hands. So we pursue his face. We pursue his counsel. We pursue his glory. And all these things that the Gentiles seek after, my God, they will seek after you. Somebody shout a big, big amen. So the desire of God is for you and I to grow into sonship, to be a fruit, to be fruitful. I want to share with you on some aspects of spiritual growth, on some aspect that God does desire for you and I to grow and to be fruitful. Number one, God desires for you and I to grow in the word, to grow in the word, to be fruitful in the word, to grow in the word. Psalm 119 verse 18 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. We grow in the word. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. What is that? The word of Christ. Dwell in you in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing with grace. In your hearts of the Lord. So we are to let the word of Christ dwell richly, maximally within us, in our hearts. That's where it belongs. So the word is designed to grow in our hearts. Bible says in Acts 19.20, So mightily grew the word of God that it prevailed. So there are things that may seem to be hindrance around you, but if the word of God is given his due place in our heart, it will grow. It will push out the darkness. It will grow. It will push out the lack. It will grow. It will push out the depression, push out the fear, push out whatever it is that is anti-Christ until it feels it. So as that word grew mightily, it prevailed. So whatever obstacle or hindrances you've been staring or staring in the face, what you need to overcome them is to take the word into your heart. As the word prevails within you, the word will prevail over those situations and circumstances. And what the word brings, the word sustains. Yeah. What God brings by his word is sustainable. Praise God. But what you receive without knowing how you got it, it can also flitter away. But what you work out with the word by the word is sustainable. 
So we must be a people who hunger for the word to feed and to, to, to saturate our hearts with the word of God. Acts 12, 24 says, but the word of God grew and multiplied. So in Acts 19, 20, it grew and it prevailed. In Acts 12, 24, it grew and it multiplied. So the word will always bring increase and multiplication where it's allowed to take its rightful place in the heart of the believer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John 1 that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Whatever will have a durable beginning must begin with the word. Must begin with the word. In Genesis 1, there was chaos upon the face of the earth and there was great darkness and the spirit hovered upon the face of the waters and and God did not fret or panic, complain because of darkness. He simply said, let there be light. And there was light. That means no matter how dark the situation you may have faced or may be facing right now, if the word of God can be introduced, light has got to be dispelled. Hallelujah. Let there be light over your situation, over your family, over your career, over your business, concerning your ministry, let there be light. Hallelujah. So, growth in the word, or fruitfulness in the word, but also growth in faith. God expects our faith to be growing. When we got born again, we all received what the Bible calls the measure of faith seed faith measure but it's our responsibility in the course of time to feed our heart with the word to see that our faith is growing our faith is growing all through scriptures you see the bible talk about different measures of faith small faith little faith much faith uh, 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 great faith hallelujah it's all in the scriptures and our faith is a requisite instrument to guarantee victory in the battles of life. First John 5 forces, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So the degree of faith will feed our heart by the word, of course, is what will also bring about victory in the battles of life. Faith has a source. We've talked that over and over here. Faith comes. How does it come? By the word. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So the supply of faith is the word of the Lord. Jesus said that the words I speak unto you, they're not mere words. They are spirits and they're life. Ezekiel said, I heard the word. I stood up. I was quickened by the word. So each time we hear the word of God, it comes to quicken us, comes to energize us, comes to strengthen us from within us. So we grow in the word. We grow in faith. Feed your faith and starve your doubts. Number three area of fruitfulness or growth. God desires for us to grow in our love walk. Our love walk should be progressive. Love is one of the foundations of, of, of our faith. Psalm 11.3 says, If our foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? 
And love clearly is one of those foundations, rudiments, and fundamentals of the entire Christian faith. We saw in the text in Galatians that the fruit of the Spirit primarily is the love of God, and the love of God itself releases all the other things we saw that said the fruit of the spirit is love not our love is love and then all the other things follow so we we are to grow in our love walk in our love walk love is three dimensions one we receive the love from the lord we respond back to him but we're also in responding back to him we share and show that love to those who are around us jesus said if you don't love the one whom you see how can you possibly say you love God whom you haven't seen? So we receive his love. And you can't give what you don't have. We love him because he first loved us. People struggle to give love because they haven't received love just yet. You, you must just simply open your heart, the channels of your spirit, and embrace the love of God, not for your qualification. Not for what you've done, haven't done. No, 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 no. Not for your merit or demerit. No. For his nature, I embrace the love of God. He loves me in spite of me. When you embrace that love, then you're also able to share and to show that love to others. What is called the covenantal love. So we're to grow in the love of God. Bible declares in 1 Peter 1.22 Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. That word fervently speaks of passion, zealously, zealously. And one dimension of God's love is passion, is zeal, tenacity. It was said concerning Jesus and prophecy. In Psalm 69 verse 9, that the zeal of the Lord's house has eaten me up. For the zeal of that house hath eaten me up. And the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon thee. So our love ought to ignite zeal for God. Hallelujah. We have to guard our hunger, guard our passion, guard our fire. Be mindful of things that have the tendency to quench the fire. And rather engage in things that rather incubate the fire and stoke the flames. The right environment of prayer and worship. The right environment of breaking bread, of the word, of purity and so forth. So zeal is a part of the expression of the love of God. Number four, where to be fruitful or where to grow in revelation knowledge understanding and wisdom revelation knowledge understanding and wisdom it was said concerning jesus again in luke 252 that he increased in wisdom he increased in stature and in favor first and foremost with god and then with man let me share over and over again you can't find favor with God and find disfavor with men. When you found the favor of God, men are compelled to favor you. Jesus, the Bible says that when a man's ways pleases the Lord, he will literally compel men to be at peace with him. So we're to seek his wisdom. We're to seek his favor. As we find that, then men in turn also will favor us. 
as we find his wisdom, men also in turn will make room for us. So we're to grow in wisdom, grow in revelation, and grow in understanding. Number five, most certainly we're to be fruitful and we're to grow in the place of prayer. Prayer is that which is breathing to the physical body. Eating is to the body, the word of the Lord. As you have the need to eat food, you also have the need to eat the word of, the life, word of life. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, Matthew 4, 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So what food is to the physical body, the word is to your spirit, to your soul for nourishment. But watch air is to your body sustenance, likewise is prayer. Prayer. You exhale, you inhale. Hallelujah. You exhale your cares, your concerns, your worries, your anxieties, and you inhale his peace, his joy. He says, cast your care upon me, upon him. He cares for you. That's prayer. Prayer is, is, is it, has a, it has a therapeutic aspect that it, it relieves you of your burdens. Somebody said, why worry when you can pray? So the answer to worry and anxiety is prayer to cast it at the feet of the master. That word, it, it speaks of a, 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 a violence, violence thrown at something. You, you cast the care at his feet. I said, Lord, I'm not taking it again. With you, it's fine. And because with you, I don't have the cares anymore. Hallelujah. So we need to grow in prayer. Prayer can be taught. Prayer can be caught. By observing or being in an environment of prayer, you cut the fire of prayer. But there are principles and rudiments of prayer. And we grow in prayer. As you pray consistently, your prayer life becomes more exciting. As you pray and see results, you want to pray again. Because we don't just pray out of fulfilling a religious age, something we should do as believers. No, we'll pray with the result in mind. The intent is to get an answer from God. And when we do get results, it makes prayer more exciting, more delightsome. The Bible says we are to be joyful on the mountain of prayer. On the mountain of prayer. So on the mountain of prayer, there is joy. We're to grow in prayer. We're to be fruitful in prayer. We're also to grow and become more fruitful in the area of consecration and holiness. Bible declares in 2 Timothy 2.20, but in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So we're to grow in consecration. And the more we grow in this aspect of consecration, the more we are fitted and prepared for the master's use. Hallelujah. So you can be better prepared for the master's use. And when you are prepared, oh, you are, you are available for his use. He'll pour his oil, pour his grace through you as a choice vessel. So grow in sanctification and consecration. Bible declares in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a prize. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We're to grow again in the school of power. Power. 
power has been made available to us. It says, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Luke 10, 19. We have the power, but we do grow in the school of power. We grow in the school of power. Psalm 6, 6 verse 3 says, Say unto God, How terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. Through the greatness of thy power. Through the greatness of thy power. So we grow in the school of power. Psalm 110, 1-3 says, In the day of his power, his people shall be willing. It's God's desire for us to grow in expressing and exercising the power he has made available. The power is available, but it's for you and I to exercise it and to grow in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 6, 6 verse 7 says, he ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Number eight, we're to grow in grace. In grace. In grace. Somebody once said it is grace that makes the race great. It is grace that makes the race great. We are saved by grace through faith. But in the course of our walk here on the earth, we're to grow in our exercise of grace. Bible declares in 2 Peter 3.18, But grow in grace, so we can grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. So we're to grow in grace. The Bible also teaches that grace is multiplied through knowledge. Through knowledge. Second Peter 1 verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and to virtue. Somebody say I'm growing in grace. Hallelujah. Number nine, we're also to grow in a peace. Peace, peace, peace. The Lord's desire is for you and I to walk in his peace. Shalom. Nothing missing, broken, lacking, nor wanting. Living in a troubled world, so that we have his peace. So in the world you find tribulation, but in me you have victory, you have my peace. John 14 verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. People of God, in spite of the pandemic, Jesus said, I've got peace for you. Not as the world leaveth. Says, My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why? Jesus has his own brand of peace. His own brand of peace will function in and out of season. It will function in the middle of the boat, in the middle of the storm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It will function anywhere, on the mountain, in the valley, in the hill. It will function anywhere. The environment cannot hinder the peace of God. It says, don't be afraid. I give you peace. Not as the world brands peace that is circumstantial. 
or situational. Uh -uh. But the one I give you, listen, you can enjoy it when others are catching trouble. Shalom. Nothing missing, broken, lacking or wanted. And we're to grow in peace. As we mature as believers, to be told, the things that troubled you last year, this year, ought not to as much trouble you. Ah, you've grown in your peace walk. The things that harassed you three years ago, this year, ought not to harass you. Why? You've grown in your peace walk. It's not that the situation has changed, but you've changed within you. Yeah. Rising within you. And because you're rising within you, the things that were concerns yesterday no longer were concerned. May you grow to the point where the test of yesteryears or yesterday becomes today's testimonies. Mm, mm, mm. Grow, grow, grow. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26, a scripture I love, verse 3 and 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. The word perfect is complete peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusted in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. He will keep you and me in perfect peace. As our mind, our thought is stayed upon Jesus. Keeping your gaze upon him. In spite of what may be going on around you focus on him you will enjoy perfect peace finally growth in our joy 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 is one of the fruits of the spirit bible declares that the joy of the lord is our strength the joy of the lord is a source of your strength Proverbs 17 22 a merry heart doeth well like medicine when you're merry, when you're joyful, it releases unusual strength inside you. Joy. Joy. The enemy is a joy thief. Is a peace thief. Is a faith thief. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And one thing he wants, wants from you is your joy. Because that's the key to your strength. Jerusalem said, if the enemy cannot keep your goods, he can keep what belongs to you. Or better say, if he cannot keep your joy, he can't steal your joy, because he can't keep your goods. So if the enemy cannot steal your joy, he has no legal right to keep your goods. So what he wants your joy? But this hour we're going to say, Lord, our joy is rising. Not the joy as the world giveth, because things are happening. No, 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 no. But the joy that only you can give because we know you, we relate with you, we're born again. We're growing in intimacy. We're bearing forth fruit. Hallelujah to Jesus. James 1, 2 to 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Jesus said in, in our text, that he is the true vine and the father is the husband man and we are the branch but it says that every branch in me that doesn't bear forth fruit takes away but the one that bears forth fruit guess what he prunes he prunes not to hurt not to damage 
to make more fruitful. More fruitful. The pruning process by an onlooker who's not a farmer will see you inflicting pain on the plant. But the farmer knows that I'm only cutting back. Not for less, but for more. I came to encourage you this Sunday morning that perhaps some of the things you're facing around you for the past few days, weeks, and months may just be heaven's pruning process. As far as others around you are concerned, you're being cut back. It looks like a loss, but in the eyes of God from eternity, no, heaven is just cutting back the excess so that you can become more fruitful in the coming season. I came to tell you that you're fruitful in the vine, but God is saying there's a next level of being fruitful. The key is to abide in the vine. Said in verse 5, that without me you can do nothing. That means the only way you're going to bear forth fruit in my vine is if you remain in me. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the plant doesn't say, I'm growing, I want to grow, I want to grow. No, growth is a result of health. Or let me put it this way, growth is a proof of health. Put it this way, growth is a manifestation of health. So what we look for is not growth. What we look for is I want to be healthy. I want to enjoy a healthy walk with my God, an intimate walk. Cononia, fellowship, exchange. And it says, if my words abide in you, and you abide in me, then you will be a fourth month fruit. So the way I abide in you is my word abiding in you. He that dwells in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide, abide, abide where? Under the shadow of the Most High. Psalm 91 verse 1. He's called us to abide. That word abide is from the word abode. Is to remain. Is to remain. Just to sit there. May we find space to sit at the feet of the master like Mary did. Martha was busy and kimbered with many things, but Mary just sat. She looked like she was lazy, but Jesus commanded her and said, hey, hey, Martha, Martha, you're too busy for my liking. You're encumbered about much servant. Mary has chosen that one thing, that good thing that no one can take from her. As we choose the word, to abide in the word, I believe that we are going to be even more fruitful in this season and in the coming season. Shout a big amen. Beloved, before you can even bear fruit at all, you must be a branch in the vine. And you can only be a branch in the vine if you are a born again child of the living God. Eyes closed, head bowed. I want to give the privacy of the moment for those who don't know Jesus. You've been in church circles. You've clapped, jumped, danced, but you don't know him sincerely. You're saying this morning, man of God, I hear what God is saying through you. I want to be fruitful. I want to be a branch in the vine. Can you lift your hand wherever you are? Say, pray with me, pastor. Pray with me. Wherever you are, the back, the middle, just your right hand wherever you are. When you're dedicating your life, that's hand there. God bless you. Keep that hand up. Hands are there. Thank you. God bless you. Till an usher gets to you, please keep those hands up. Don't be shy. Hallelujah. Now, now, with those hands, just rise on your feet. Place your right hand on your chest. Let's pray together. God bless you. God bless you. Wherever you are, just rise up. Yeah, let's pray together. God bless you. People are all over the place. Hallelujah. 
let's pray let's pray let's pray heavenly father let's pray church heavenly father in the name of jesus i come to you just as i am i open the door of my heart as i invited jesus to be my lord and my savior forgive me all of my sins from today i turn my entire life into your hands i declare that jesus is both my lord and my savior i am blood washed blood bought child of the living god thank you jesus father we join heart and faith with these ones who thank you for what you wrought in their lives we rejoice with the angels that rejoice at their salvation we ask that you keep them lord from falling even unto your coming preserve protect provide for them let them experience an unusual hunger to know you thirst to walk with you intimately we'll give you praise and glory in the name of the lord jesus christ amen amen you have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of good heart obi ekweme lead pastor of revival house of glory international church Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic.org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.